0: Whether you are or know someone who is battling multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, scleroderma, lupus, or any of the 24 autoimmune diseases that HSCT can halt or are simply inspired by transformational journeys, you are in the right place. As we continue to grow the HSCT warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease. Recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression. Connect through our shared experiences and advocate for an inclusive society. We are glad you've joined us. This episode, this catch up with Ali Strong as the first episode of season two.
1: Which makes sense. I was the
0: first one of season one. <laughs> indeed you were so thanks <laughs> thanks for being a part of the podcast and the experience and for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with others
1: it is my pleasure
0: so tell us what have you been up to for the past well it's not been quite a year since we last spoke but since your one-year stem cell transplant anniversary or birthday in november of 2018 you turned one year right what that have is you, correct what have I you did. been up to since then
1: Oh, the last year has been quite amazing. Along with just the physical healing, I've had a complete 360 mentally. Um, When I guess we last spoke, we talked a lot about what goes on while you're in the hospital, kind of the thought process of going through the physical portion of the transplant. And since then, I would have to say that The whole trajectory of my future has changed. Wow! Uh, And if you asked me this a year ago, I would not have realized how much it would change. Mm. Um, I think the biggest piece would be my mental state of mind um, by allowing myself to go through the transplant and 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 make that decision to voluntarily put myself through that because for me it was it was my best shot, it was, it was my chance at what could be a new future. I took that, that saying, my best chance for a new future, a new life, and I settled with that for a while. And when I really settled into it, I said, this is my new life now. What are you gonna do with it? You're not gonna go back to the life you were living because living with MS for all those years and the problems that came along with it, I was surviving. I was surviving. Mm. I, be- you know, I became my new norm every so often when it, when I had a shift in my disease, I was just surviving Jen. And now I feel like I made a decision to live my best life because I was given a second chance by Dr. Burt. And now I am thriving. Mm, wonderful. Thriving. Um, I have worked very hard on my mindset and learning mindfulness in a very deep level I have put myself through school and became a certified health and life coach.
0: Wonderful. Which
1: I realized during my stay in Chicago, that was my purpose. And my purpose is now my passion. And I have had such great opportunities um, in the last year to help other people live their best life.
0: Mm, Feels great, doesn't it?
1: It feels so great. And physically, I am better than I could imagine. I can't say I'm 100% physically back to where I was because when I was going through my processes pre-transplant, I worked very hard to condition my body through the food I put in my, in my mouth, through my mindset, and through physical exercise. I definitely pushed myself harder than ever. Even when I was in pain, I pushed. Because for me, I wanted to walk into that in the best physical shape of my life. Sure. And I did. I absolutely got there in a very short time because I was so focused on it. And so I'm now just starting to get back to that because my body went through a lot of changes during the transplant and after just because of the chemotherapy, the steroids, all the different medications, and also my body being forced into menopause. Right. Changed changed my hormonal balances and everything that was going on. So I had to adapt to that new normal and adjust to the menopause piece, which, um, I have now feel adjusted to in a better way. And now I'm back to my physical exercise routines and getting stronger every day.
0: Wonderful. So,
1: but now I'm doing it knowing that I feel maybe this is I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong here but i feel safer if that makes any sense in knowing that in my mind i don't go to sleep at night and wake up worrying what i'm going to wake up to the next day mm-hmm. which i did for so long living with ms I and did. i don't have that laying and hanging over my mind so i i'm i feel different now when i do my physical exercise. The foods i'm putting in my body now are for different reasons. So i am i have now made a lifestyle. My lifestyle before for eating was definitely based on my ms and trying to control it whereas now my lifestyle for eating is to maintain longevity because i have this entire future ahead of me.
0: Mm,
1: nourishing. That, yeah, you know, it's just incredibly nourishing. And I am so excited about the future. I have pushed myself in ways in business that I never would have imagined. And living with MS for all those years, I definitely stopped. I didn't do things out of fear. I let the disease get control of me
0: at certain times. Yeah, because of the fear.
1: Because of the fear. And I have learned so much about mindset and allowing my mind to overcome my physical being And it really is a powerful a very powerful tool that I now teach in my coaching business. So I'm I'm fascinated by the science behind it. I'm fascinated by how plastic our brains are. You know, neuroplasticity, our brains can regenerate. Mm. And if we put our minds to it, it happens. And so it's just amazing how much has changed for me. And I feel I am just incredibly grateful wonderful every
0: day. So, so wonderful. Well, yeah, last year, you mentioned at least the uh, hints at a new career. And so it sounds like you've stepped into that fully and embraced it.
1: Yes, I have. I have very much stepped into it, embraced it, growing my business and just loving my life. I wake up in the day with gratitude and I go to sleep with gratitude. I have a a saying with lots of my clients that when you lay your head down at night what you leave on your pillow is what you will wake up with
0: mm, I so love
1: that. yeah so uh, if if you go to bed with fear you wake up the next day with that fear and it stops your day from being the best it can be but if you go to bed with gratitude for what you do have and abundance you you wake up with gratitude to start a new day. And that's really important. I have found that the morning rituals and the evening rituals of every person's life is what opens your day and closes it. And it's huge. And I teach that a lot in my coaching business.
0: Wonderful. Um,
1: yeah. And it works so well in changing just, you know, small changes. So there's a saying that small hinges swing big doors. Hmm. Oh, and people always think about it for a second and they go, huh, I never thought that. And I said, yeah, you've seen some big, beautiful doors in the world, haven't you? Look at the hinge. It's awfully small mm, <laughs> compared right. to the door, yeah. but it carries that door. It's, it's, you take one baby step, which gives you an empowering feeling because you've done one small thing, but you feel empowered. And then that empowering action, that empowering feeling leads you to the next baby step. And it's just one foot in front of the other, allows you to change the way you think. And if you change your thoughts, you will change your life.
0: Mm, Beautiful. It sounds like your law of attraction, your wall Mm -hmm. of attraction has evolved a bit, right?
1: That from when we spoke the last time. Yeah.
0: That's wonderful and very inspiring and a good tip for any listeners out there looking to improve their lifestyle or prepare for transplant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm curious because I know last year as well, we talked a lot about diet and nutrition, and you hinted a little bit about the importance of finding foods that nourish your body. So, can you talk a little bit more about the changes post transplant uh, to your diet?
1: Sure. I focus, it's interesting, I focus differently a little bit now, whereas pre transplant, I definitely, part of my conditioning myself was focusing on anti inflammatory foods. Um, which has carried over. And I still do that. But I've also studied a lot about fiber and how fiber plays a role in our diet and our body. And so I've learned to incorporate fiber throughout my day, which allows for um, balancing my blood sugar and working with my to control my and, and speed up my metabolism and also to keep me full, satiated. So I'm not thinking about food as much because my body is completely nourished by the meals I'm eating and, uh, learning to, you know, definitely get enough water throughout my day stay hydrated, especially as the seasons change or wherever people are, there's always temperature issues, <laughs> always weather issues everywhere. Indeed. And so staying hydrated, um, which and it's amazing, the smallest amount of dehydration can cause quite an upheaval in someone's body, and they don't even realize it. So that's a big thing that I focus on. And I definitely extended my neutropenic diet Mm. Uh, post-transplant, I extended it out for quite some time, almost a full year, to be honest, just out of my own, you know, theories of being super careful with um, eating out. You know, over the last year, there's been a lot of uh, outbreaks, foodborne illness outbreaks, and with vegetables, so it used to be all about, you know, eggs or meat, but it's amazing how much it's happened in the vegetable mm-hmm. produce industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm very cautious about that. And I, I do a great job washing, washing my stuff at home. And that's a big piece that I think everybody should do anyway, uh, whether they are going through transplant or not. I think it's a huge thing that people can do. It's a very easy step to do at home when you're preparing food for yes, yourself or yes, your yes. families and especially children or elderly people. Um, So I've really focused on that and and just keep nourishing myself with good foods. You know, I call it the magic plate. You should have protein, fiber and healthy fats Um, and everything in that plate should be in moderation to percentages. So I just feel really good about where I am and where I'm going. And I love doing what I do for a living now like I said, I'm not just surviving anymore. I'm absolutely thriving. So, so important. Feeling so alive. And my symptoms are, you know, HSCT is to stop the progression of our disease at the time that we get the transplant. And reversal of symptoms is really a bonus, right? So it's not promised right. and it's a bonus. And I have been very fortunate to had a reversal of my most severe symptoms. Complete reversal? I would say complete reversal. Wow. I would say absolutely. My worst issue was my digestive system, which at one point in my MS journey years ago shut down and I couldn't eat for about 10 to 11 weeks Um, and then had to teach myself and relearn what foods my body would tolerate. and. I suffered every single day after that exacerbation with pain up until literally the first day of the transplant. Mm. And I don't have any of that. It's just gone. I don't, it doesn't come and go on certain days. It's just gone.
0: Amazing,
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very fortunate for it. And I work very hard on my digestion and eating well for those reasons to make sure I keep it at bay.
0: Sure. You talked about being lactose intolerant last year. So is that still the I, and case? And I was,
1: and, and now I'm not. Wow. Um, I'm not. Um, I keep dairy to a, a very minimal in, in my diet, but I have no issues with it at all anymore. That is Which is amazing. fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. It's really fascinating. I uh, In the last year, I've suffered absolutely no seasonal allergies, and I have almost zero pain. You know, for so long, I suffered with so much pain, 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 pain. What and kind I really of have pain? To, I struggled with tremendous neck and, sh- and like pain in the back of my neck. I have C2, C3 lesions, and I struggled with a lot of pain down uh, the back of my neck into my lower head and between my shoulder blades no matter how many massages I got Mm. or yoga classes or mindfulness, I practiced, the pain was just there every night. I would lay down with pain and just close my eyes. And after years it becomes your normal. So you get used to it. You absolutely get used to it. And not only do you get used to it, you get used to it by learning how to pull back on, you know, the amount of Advil I took in a day, just because I knew that was disrupting my stomach. I just learned to live with pain Mm. and I, don't have any i had pain in my hands every day multiple times a day i would say 5 to 10 times a day i would massage my hands and my fingers because there was so much stiffness in my hands and feet i don't have any of that
0: amazing
1: and it is amazing and and i'm very aware that you know like you say we're it's a snowflake and so we're all different i've been very fortunate in my recovery but i also have worked very hard at it
0: yeah you have well and when you went through transplant you were in active relapse right Yes, I was. Mhm. I think that's key to some of this recovery, right? Is that any active lesions that you have that are immediately halted from the chemo regimen. You know, when you can shut it down before it actually can complete its own damage. Um your chances of that reversal are more great, right? Your body can heal itself. Yes in my situation, I have some black holes that, you know, are lesions that completed their cycle of destruction and left behind a black hole. And I don't know that that's necessarily recoverable, but like you, I believe in neuroplasticity and finding Uh new pathways and hopefully will um, continue with improvements, though not necessarily reversals.
1: Yes. And I agree with you when we talk about the black holes, because I have quite a bit of them um, that I have my wonderful doctor and I have my local doctor over the years. We made we used to make a joke. I, I called it once and then we kind of referred to them as my dummy, my dummy holes <laughs> <laughs> um, because I had enough that my cognition was quite impaired. And I don't think that has reversed Jen. I don't think that healed because we know black holes are, are f- final damage But like I said, neuroplasticity. So when you have a place in your brain that isn't transmitting the signals anymore, if you do the work, the signals will go around like GPS, you know, it's like turning on Waze and saying, well, there's traffic there. Let's find a different route. And I, I know that happens. It's science. I've read it. I've been studying it and I'm actually fascinated by it. So I have been working on just. Let's take a different path. Let's learn it a different way. Uh, And I think it's getting better. And also I'm more aware of it. So I like to do what I can. Sure. to, To make it stronger in the other areas. Very
0: encouraging. So do you have any doubts moving forward about recovery or the improvements that you have seen? I do not
1: have any doubts. I would like to say this. I would like to to go on record saying this. HSCT is not a cure. People ask me multiple times a week when I see them, or people run into me that haven't seen me in a while, and they'll say, "Oh my God, are you cured? Are you cured?" And I love when people say that. I get to say, "I don't know, but I'm living." Mm. Is that a good enough answer for you? I'm living, and I don't look at people say, well, what happens? Is it going to come back? I don't know. I don't know if my MS will will flare up at some someday. But what I do know is I wake up every day living life to its fullest right now. And as long as I have that time, whether it be another year, whether it be five years, whether it be 20 years, I am going to live it to the best that I can.
0: That's what I know. For so, sure. so powerful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So, when we spoke last year, you talked about a promise that you made um, to continue to speak out about HSCT. Yes. And live your life to the fullest. And it sounds like you've definitely embraced the second part of that promise. So, what are you doing to promote the good word of HSCT?
1: Mm, well, I talk about it often and I am actually transitioning some of my coaching practice to narrow in on people living with autoimmune disease and to be able to maybe begin some programs that would help the HSCT community, both domestic and international.
0: Mm. That sounds really Um, exciting.
1: It's exciting. And I wish I could talk about it more, but right now it's some work in progress. So I'll leave a little sneak peek on the table there, that there may be some really wonderful things to come for the HSCT community Mm. and programs that may be able to be implemented uh, in the future for health and wellness on the pre-transplant and post-transplant side.
0: So wonderful.
1: So we'll see what happens, but uh, it's a work in progress and I'm very excited about it.
0: Sounds very exciting. Mm-hmm. It's it's great to be a part of the supports for people now looking at going through or just reliving their experience and wanting to share their stories with others. Being a part of this podcast has really uh, helped to illuminate that part of the community that becomes your HSCT family.
1: Yeah, just yeah. being and connected
0: you, through all of our stories and, and supporting one another, whether and it really
1: does become family. Yeah, we are connected on such a incredible level. And what you have done for the HFCT community, we are all grateful for the podcast and the amount of people worldwide that you are reaching.
0: I'm so grateful that people are willing to share their stories and just be a part of it because it is providing support in a different way. Right. Right. I mean, we have our Facebook and online groups, we have photos on Instagram and we share stories in our blogs, but hearing the stories from warriors just Mm -hmm. can be so uplifting and empowering and insightful and calming.
1: Yes. It's our stories that people connect to Mm -hmm. each and every one of us has a story and our stories are building a
0: community. It's exciting to be a part of supporting the family and supporting the community. Thanks for being a part of it. Thank you. And finding new opportunities and new ways to continue that support in the future. It sounds exciting.
1: I think it'll be very exciting. And I, you know, my hope is that I can reach a lot of people, touch a lot of lives and help make changes for people so that they can then go on and live their best life.
0: Mm. So, so wonderful. So, Last year, we talked about you working with your daughter and helping her reflect on her experience and find, you know, a big takeaway of perseverance. And so if you were to reflect on the past year plus and your overall experience with HSCT, what would you say would be your takeaway?
1: Uh, It's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. I, so during the last year, um, I got a beautiful gift from my daughter, actually, Mm. on my November 6, HSCT, one-year birthday. My daughter, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, went behind my back and reached out to tons of people in my life and put together, she's at college now, so she's away with a, 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 lot, a big load. She's at an honors college, so she has a heavy load, but worked very hard for weeks putting together a video uh, that would honor my journey. And it was all these people in my life that spoke out in little clips saying what I meant to them and how I've changed and inspired their life. So and it closed it it is beautiful. And it closed with my daughter speaking to me through the camera, saying that, you know, she's only known me with MS because she was an infant when I was diagnosed. And that growing up with me has given her such a strong sense of self that she can overcome any challenge that comes her way. She has learned perseverance from me and strength and love and support. And just this past, uh, holiday season, my daughter has struggled a little bit at college health wise. And finally, after many doctors and tests and things, um, my daughter was diagnosed with lupus. Oh, my. And that was a big, big hit to me because there was a piece of me that went, I did this. Mm. My genetics did this. And it was a very hard pill to swallow. However, my daughter handled it like a champion.
0: Oh.
1: And she said it was because of what she learned watching me. Wow. What a gift. And I realized that my whole journey with MS was her whole 18 years so far. And it could have gone so much different, Jen. I could have lived. And one of the pieces that I coach on for autoimmune, which I want to just throw in there because I think it helps with this story, is I try to help people learn to live with their diagnosis instead of living inside of it. And there's a very big difference between those two. And what my daughter reminded me of is that when I teach that to other people, it's what she learned growing up Mm. is that she never watched me live saying, I am my MS. I'm Allie. Yes. I'm Allie Strong. Yes. And I have MS. My MS never defined me. Even in my worst days when I was bedridden for weeks, many years ago, I never let it define who I was. I took whatever abilities God was giving me that day and I pushed through and I made life happen. And so she learned that. And that was a reminder she gave to me when I shed the tears saying, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. And she said, mom, I've learned everything watching you as I grew up. I watched you fight this disease and win. I'm going to do the same thing.
0: So. That's powerful. I mean, just that absolutely is, beautiful.
1: That is, I guess, my takeaway with my daughter over the years that it came down to her being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and saying, I'm going to survive this because I am not my lupus. I am just a girl who has lupus.
0: A beautiful, brilliant girl who's lucky to have you as her mom. Thank you. Warrior strong. Allie strong. Yes. That's just absolutely so inspiring and beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So what are you grateful for?
1: I am grateful for every day. I am grateful in ways I never knew existed. I am so grateful to wake up in the morning and see the weather, whether it's raining or snowing or sunshine and warmth or two degrees I'm so grateful that I get to feel those temperatures in a whole new way that my extremities aren't numb. And so I, I get to feel all the temperature. I am grateful to have the ability to pretty much eat anything nowadays Mm -hmm. um, and never feel sick. I'm grateful for the friends and family that have continued to support me. um, And now in a new way, you know, supported me through my illness, supported me through my transplant and now support me through a growing new business, um, just champions on my side. And so I always try to be the same for other people. Mm. And I am grateful for new friends I've made in this journey. I'm grateful for the business I'm learning and the educations that I'm provided. And I'm grateful for new collaborations and partnerships. Um there's just, there's so many, Jen, that I couldn't even tell you. I just, I have so much gratitude every day and I journal almost every night. Sometimes I get too tired and I can't quite write it out at night. But if I can't write my journal, which I try to do at least most days of the week, I definitely speak my gratitude before I lay my head on the pillow every night. Like I said, what I leave on my pillow at the end of the night will be what I wake up with in the morning and starts my new day. And so I always, Try to say what I'm grateful for, at least three things every day, and all of a sudden that gratitude turns into eye-opening moments of every day, and you start to find gratitude and abundance in things you never would have noticed before,
0: like the weather. <laughs> like the weather, you're right. That's beautiful, mm-hmm. though it's absolutely embodied mindfulness. It sounds like yes, brilliant. It's a brilliant way to live. Thank you for sharing your light with others. With those of us listening and with others in the world that you encounter in your new business and in your new being as Allie Strong. Thank you so much. So it's exciting um, to lead off with an update from Allie Strong and to hear that you are continuing as a warrior in your strength of recovery and finding such dedication to the promises that you made yourself a year ago. And it sounds like you're really embodying that mindful choice to express and find gratitude in every day and live life to its fullest. And that's just so inspiring. So thank you thank for you. sharing. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you for allowing me to kick off the first ever episode of HSCT and to be kicking off season two. It is my pleasure. It is my joy. May we reach people all over the world and help them learn to live better. Um, That's my job in Ally Strong Coaching, and I will continue to live my best life and pursue helping others definitely live their best.
0: Thank you. Thanks for bringing your voice to the world and sharing your gifts with others. Thank you. It's great to know you. So take good care, and we will uh, be in touch and hope you tune in to the rest of Season 2. Will do, of course. Be sure to visit our website, HSCT Warriors com, where you can find notes from today's episode submit ideas or feedback, and access the latest HSCT research and resources. Special thanks to musical genius Bill Alitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Take a moment to leave a review because your feedback will help to develop even better episodes and your ratings will help other people find the show. Tune in next Wednesday for a brand new episode highlighting another HSCT warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind, be well.